Christ Community Church is called by the God of all grace for the transforming of life in Middle Tennessee, spiritually, socially, and culturally. Through the power of the gospel, from Franklin to the nations of the world, all for the glory of God. For more information, visit ChristCommunity.org. It is a real privilege to be with you. Um, very grateful to Randy for inviting me. Um, and Becky, thank you for helping, you know, the visitor realize what, what's going on. But, um, and by the way, I love the table. This is really fantastic. Um, because I, I do feel like it, it lends itself to just a, just a, uh, a time to be together with the Lord. I have to tell you guys something. Now, people ask me, my title now is called Founding Pastor. And people ask me what a founding pastor does. And really, this is true. Basically, anything I care to do, they are fine with. So I'm, I'm working this morning. And so um, it's really a privilege to be able to do stuff like this. You know, and, and you'd think I wouldn't forget this, but for, for a moment, I'd forgotten that this church planted West End, and I've worked here. <laughs> so it's really great. I will tell you, it was, um, you know, Christ community was more helpful than I can tell you. Scotty Smith was helpful. Mike, you're very helpful. Um, just your brotherhood, really grateful for that. Um, it's been a ride. And, and people tried to tell me what it would be like planning a church, and you can't possibly do that. It's like having grandchildren. You've you, you got to go do it or have them. So um, I'm just really glad to be back with you. I have to tell you something. Um, once you're out of the pulpit, you know, it, 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 it can be a challenge to sort of get back in the pulpit. I don't know, did any, have any of you uh, driven stick shift cars? Did you grow up? Okay, for those of you who know what a stick shift is, some of you younger people may not. You know, once you get the stick shift down, you can do it the rest of your life. But if it's been a while, it's a little bit jerky. (laughs) So I got to tell you, my preaching might be a little bit jerky. So I hope you can follow me here. Randy was uh, so kind to me to let me um, do something besides what y'all are in, which, by the way, I heard last Sunday's sermon was great. So I'm actually in 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 and 2. And for many of you, you, um, you may be familiar with that. If, if you're not, let me basically tell you the context. So you have an older man named Paul, and he's writing a letter to a younger man named Timothy, and he's talking about the importance of what he has taught Timothy in order for Timothy to pass along to others that same teaching. So do you follow me? So Paul is talking about things that he's taught Timothy that need to be passed on to other people who, in fact, will pass it on, who will pass it on, and who will pass it on. Well, how effective was that? Uh, Let me just tell you, we're sitting here. You and me. That was pretty effective. Now, I, I found it interesting as I was looking at this passage, what did Paul, in summary, want to pass along? What did he want to pass along? And then what did he want Timothy to pass along? 
So let me give you an example. Um, you guys, uh, just more personally, I, even this week I was struggling with the sin of, of uh, gluttony. Now, I don't know if you guys struggle with that sin or not. And you can be gluttonous about a lot of different things, but I tend to be indiscriminate in my gluttony and just choose a lot of things. <laughs> I don't really know what moderation means. But, but I was really struggling with it and talking it over with the Lord this morning, just getting ready to be with you. And the Lord really calmed, calmed me down in the sense that even in our sin, God's going to be gracious to us and forgive us. And so I was really encouraged. And I'm also struggling with a, a personal matter. Um, and it's a very intense struggle. And yet God has been so gracious to me. And even, y'all, I, I, I got to tell you something. You sound pretty good. You guys were letting it rip. Praise God. And I was invited to let it rip too singing because, you know, well, as the song said and we sang, God's gracious even in the midst of the storm. And I've experienced that. Now, I'll tell you those two things to say this to you. What Paul really wants to pass on to Timothy and what he wants Timothy to pass on is this. So listen to this. This is what Paul wrote. You then, my son, and here's what he wants to pass on. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's it. You go to sleep now. You can start thinking about lunch if you want to. I'm going to unpack it for about 22 more minutes according to that thing, but... That's the whole deal. I love it. And I got to thinking as I was looking at this passage, how do you, how do you be strong in grace? How, how do you do that? How do I be, how, how can I find, I guess, find strength in grace? Paul goes on to say this. He says, find, uh, he, he, he says, he says uh, you, you and my son be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say, things about being strong in grace um, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to uh, teach others. So what he wants uh, Timothy to pass on, that he's passing on to Timothy, is this idea of being strong in grace. And so that's what I want to do with you this morning. I want to help strengthen you in grace, and then I want to help strengthen you to strengthen other people in grace. That's all I'm, that's my whole game this morning. So let's start this. Uh, let's, let's start with thinking about what it means to be strong in grace, okay? So the, the literally be strong here in the Greek is a perfect passive imperative. All you need to remember about that is passive. In other words, to be strong in grace doesn't mean you've got to, this is not going to the YMCA, This is resting in something. Now, are there any rock climbers in here? No rock climbers? Well, I'm not one either, so I just stole this illustration. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. So you have this huge rock face, and people will climb these rock faces 
Think El Capitan in, Cal- uh, in California. So the Cronleys rock faces, sometimes they can't make it to the top by the end of the day. You know what they do? Fools that they are, they drive pegs into the side of the rock face. They hang a tent on the side of the mountain and they go to sleep. Have you ever seen a picture of what's called a portal edge? What did you think when you saw it? I'm thinking these people are insane crazy, but it looked really, really cool. That's what being strong in grace looks like. It's resting in something that you've driven your life into that ain't going anywhere. Because God's not going anywhere. When you go through the storm, as we sung here, which by the way, uh, for those of you that were on the worship team, it it was wonderful. When we go through the storm, hey, we're moving, but God ain't going anywhere. He's going with us. He's he's not going to desert us. And so we can be strong in grace when we begin to realize that we can rest in the Lord. Because when I say he's not going to go anywhere, he's not going to abandon you. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I have issues of abandonment from family of origin stuff. But let me tell you something. God, over time, will heal those. And the way he'll heal your issues of abandonment is he won't abandon you. And it takes time. He will be there. Even when he's quiet, he won't walk out. He won't look away. He promised he won't do it. Now, notice what Paul says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's really important because... And for those of you in the room who may not be Christians or not familiar with the Bible, what Paul is saying here is to to find strength in grace, we've got to really understand. Now, now follow me here for just a minute. We've got to really understand the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to understand who he is and what he's come to do. And that's what it means to find grace in Jesus. So here's what's absolutely amazing. The God of the Bible is three persons in one being. We believe in one God. We're monotheists as Christians. But what's so unique and amazing about the Christian faith is within the being of God, there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons. Now, I've described as much as I feel like we can go and though there is mystery, uh, there's mystery about it, makes it no less true. Because remember, when the infinite reveals himself to the finite, guess where the limitation is? And so at some point, we just got to take an infant God at, at his word because I can't wrap my mind around it. But what's so absolutely incredible is the first person of the Trinity, God the Father, sent the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, into the creation to rescue you and me. And Randy talks about this week in and week out. Because 
Men and women, it, it's all about Jesus. I tell people, people ask me, hey, what are you going to preach on this week? I always say, Jesus. I'm a one-hit wonder. <laughs> That's all I got for you. But why is that so magnificent? Men and women, God the Father sent God the Son in the midst of the storm to go through the storm to rescue us from the storm. And how did Jesus do it? He took on flesh. He became one of us. He lived the life that we were supposed to live. I didn't come to do away with the law, Jesus said. He said, I came to fulfill the law at every point. And so he fulfilled the law on our behalf, doing what we were required to do for us. And then in going to the cross, even maintaining his perfect obedience, he actually took on the sins of anybody in this room, myself included, who will believe in him. And here's what's absolutely amazing. Follow me here. You guys, I have an oak tree in my backyard, and it's huge. It's probably, the diameter is probably, I would say, at least four chairs here. The diameter. You can't possibly get your arms around it, but what you can do is put your arms around it enough, at least I could do this 30 years ago, where you could shinny up it a little bit. So shinny up this for just a minute. Think, think with me. God the Son, in perfect obedience to God the Father, took the sins of anybody in this room on himself to pay them. And he did it perfectly. And guess what? Because he maintained his perfection in taking on our sin, the grave could not hold him. That means every one of your sins, past, present, and future, is paid for. Wrap your mind around that. The doozies you're going to commit this week have been covered by the blood. That blows me away. People say, well, can I just do whatever I want? Well, yes, but I would argue if you contemplate the love of Jesus, you're going to be surprised what you want. And see, that's the beauty of Christianity. It's resting in what he's done and seeing a transformation of what you want to do. So Christianity becomes an incredible joy. C.S. Lewis said, joy is the secret weapon of the Christian. Well, I would argue maybe we should not be so secret anymore. Because I think the people need it. Let me strengthen you in grace with a couple other things. For Jesus, uh, excuse me, for, for God chose us in Jesus before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted to sonship through Jesus Christ, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's given us in the one Jesus he loves. So, strengthening you in grace, guess what? We're adopted through faith in Christ. We become sons and daughters of the living God. 
We have a father in heaven. Now, let me tell you why I think that's absolutely incredible. You guys, I grew up, my father passed away when I was very young. So I've always struggled with understanding God as father. And then one time about, this was probably about 10 or 12 years ago, the Lord said, listen, I know you you struggle with understanding me as father, but let me help you. How do you feel about your daughter? who lives in Brooklyn. Well, I gotta tell you, I can take Brooklyn for about three days. This is me. Any of you who are from New York, please do not take that as an insult and don't send me an email. It's just me. I just struggle with that. I grew up differently, but I gotta tell you something. I'll go up there as much as possible because it's all about desire for relationship. And see, you were designed for relationship. And so was I. We were designed to know and be known. And so what God has done in sending His Son, the Lord Jesus, is He has made it possible for you and I to be adopted into family. So, for example, if you've come in here lonely this morning, listen, you're not among friends. Oh, no. You're among family. And I know Randy, for a fact, is really working on that sense of family. We're going to receive new members here in a little while, I think. Welcome to the family, those of you who are being received. Not welcome to, you know, not welcome to this church, but welcome to the family. And that's what's absolutely amazing. And I believe what Paul wants Timothy to do is to be strengthened in this idea that we are adopted. Now here's another mind blower for you that just blows me away. Think about this for just a minute. Every person in this room wants to know and be known. The fear all of us have is that if you really knew me, what? Talk to me. You wouldn't be loved. Isn't it funny? It's a universal. We're all messed up. Do you see? (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That's not being messed up. But if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. Well, the gospel is God knows you better than yourself and He loves you more than you ever dreamed. And so, the reason we're going to live forever, the reason you're going to live forever is because it's going to take you forever to experience the infinite love of God. Do you understand that? Let that pull you forward. Now, think about this. Do you realize that through faith in Christ, God the Father loves you as much as He loves His own Son, Jesus? I don't know about you. You know, Jesus talks about, I'm going there to prepare a room for you. When when Jesus revealed that to me, I thought He went out back and prepared a room in the shed for me. No. 
God the Father loves you as much as he loves his son, Jesus. How do we know that? He gave up his son to make you a daughter, to make you a son. And Jesus loved you as much as he loves his own father. How do we know it? He left his father's throne above, so free, so infinite his grace. And he obeyed his father's will so he could have you. They love you as much as they love each other. Now, I love this, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3, because I have such a hard time believing that I'm that loved. Paul prays that God would strengthen us to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know And that means experience to know this love that surpasses our ability to ever know it fully. That's strengthening in grace. That's what Paul's doing here for Timothy. He wants to strengthen him in grace. Now, here's what's so cool with that. As he's strengthening Timothy in grace, and as we're strengthened in grace, what are we now enabled to do? Well, first, we're able to love with abandon. And what that means is, you know, I used to think, I'll love you as you love me. He doesn't work like that. I always, I love doing weddings, and I always do this. Here's what I do. You got you. You got the groom who's looking sharp you got the bride who's every bride is the most beautiful ever okay they're looking at each other I always say to them hey look at each other the the groom starts to hyperventilate a little bit (laughs) the bride is just wow and then I say to them next this is one of your better days (laughs) you know you shouldn't be laughing because this is church and we should be miserable <laughs> we can isn't it fun it, it, it is absolutely hysterical and here's the next thing love is at its best when the one you love is at his worst because while we were yet sinners Christ died for us you follow me see that's being strong in grace Because you didn't do anything. And you can't do anything. Do you understand? Now, Paul says, let's pass it along. Let's pass it along. Now, why is that important? I'll tell you why I think it's important. I want to read you just a couple of interesting quotes I found. There's a social uh, psychologist, Jonathan Haidt. I think I'm pronouncing that right. H-A-I-D-T. And he's talking about Generation Z. Generation Z, for those of you, there's, we've got some Generation Zs in here. Uh, 1996 through 2012. This is what the psychologist says. He says, we have a whole generation that's doing terribly. What you, f- what you find is, I hope that means you're not. But that's his take anyway. So he says this. 
He says, what you find is they have extraordinarily high rates of anxiety, depression, self-harm, suicide, and fragility. Now, in my experiences, I've, I've seen that in that generation. And I'm not trying to diss any generation. Believe you me, my generation's got its issues. They're just a little different. Like arrogance and self-righteousness, for example, you know? But what he says here is, is there's real struggle with anxiety and depression. Probably, um, you know, a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of issues with COVID and, and such like that. And fragility. Well, I want to say this. See, we have an opportunity as the Church of Jesus Christ to strengthen a whole generation of people who are really struggling. We do. A whole younger generation. We have the opportunity as the Church of Jesus Christ to, uh, to, to um, strengthen a generation that's older, that's beginning to look towards death. Because we live in a culture that's been cut loose from truth and is now grasping for anything to make life work. And much of what I think our culture, myself, I can grasp too, is not truth but relief or distraction. So how do we step up and really encourage or strengthen other people in grace. How do we do that? Well, I would say this. First, we've got to help people see that there really is a larger story. Men and women, we're going somewhere. This life is not all there is. And for those who believe in the Lord Jesus, this is as bad as it gets. For those who don't, this is as good as it gets. We've got a glorious future. This life is but a breath. We can be pulled forward if we let that larger context, understanding that, looking forward to it, strengthen us, we can let go of the things of this life that we think somehow will give us life. You guys, I had a friend in uh, Minneapolis. He's from, uh, we were in seminary together. He's from Africa. And he sent me, he sent me a request for 25 chairs for their new church. And I've had the hardest time letting go of money to pay for those chairs. I'm ashamed to say. And I finally let go of some, I told him I'd pay him in installments. But it's hard to let go of the things of this world. But men and women, as Jesus really gets a hold of us, we're going to let loose. And we can help this culture, this generation, do that over and over and over because I believe that what God intends for us is so much more. Men and women, when people do not have a vision beyond this life, we are held captive 
by our own appetites. But when God gives us a vision of a life that Jesus can give and does give, we're set free to live this life with abandon. Not caring what people think. You know, it's been interesting. Since I'm out of the local church now preaching, you know what I call my preaching now? I don't give up preaching. I don't get any more emails from people. I don't get people wearing me out. You know? I don't have to worry about the budget or the attendance. You know? I may not be invited back here, but, you know, (laughs) I don't give up. (laughs) I know I do. No, but you know, there's something free. There's really something freeing about not caring. (laughs) You know why? Because when I don't care what you think, I can actually care about you. Because if I care about what you think, I'm just using you. I ain't loving you. You see the beauty of how we can strengthen people when we experience grace? Hey, let me leave you with one last story. I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Um, Let me leave you with one. This strengthened me in grace. So my wife and I, I figure you can't make this stuff up. So I thought I'd tell you this story. My wife and I were on 38. taking a vacation last week. Any of you guys go to 38? It's this little, it's this, it's, I guess it's a county highway. It's in Florida. Okay, yeah, it's in Florida. So I don't really like to walk on the beach too much. I'll do it with my wife, but it's unstable. You know, turn my ankle. I like to walk on the sidewalk. So I'm walking on the sidewalk at 6.30 in the morning. I'm looking, you know, I've got, and I'm, I'm not lying to you. This is, this is exactly, this is exactly what happened. I'm walking and this lady's coming this way, and she stops and says, may I walk with you? <laughs> it really happened. Well, I'm thinking, man, I must be looking sharp this morning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I looked like bad. Anyway, so I said, sure, of course you can walk with me. We turned around and walked, and she told me about her son who's suicidal, and consumed with depression. And she has no idea what to do. And she thinks she's got to earn her way to heaven. So how do you strengthen her in grace? Encourage her to read the Gospel of John, where Jesus comes to the rescue and offers himself as the bread of life and the light of the world and water that will satisfy both you and your family. It was awesome. And I want to tell you something, you guys. Ask God to use you to strengthen people in grace. He will. Thanks, Lord, for just the joy and the fun to be with these people. 
You're really awesome. Thank you for the privilege we got to sing about how awesome you are. Thank you for the privilege that we get to look at your word and see how strong we can be in the grace that you give us. And now I want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every person in this room that you would strengthen him, that you would strengthen her in the grace that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.